best not miss. Well, I'm a bunch of little crowd playing motherfucker, motherfucker. Welcome to the Party Pal, the mind-bending film and television podcast that you didn't know you needed. Welcome to the Party Pal as part of the Osiris Media Group. Head over to OsirisPod.com and check out all the podcasts they have to offer. My co-host today, who's been on the program before, Jonathan Hart, has a program over there on the Osiris Network I absolutely love called the Broke Down Podcast. It just celebrated its 100th episode and Broke Down Podcast is a Grateful Dead podcast that shares music, news, and discussion of the dead, but he also talks to a whole lot of amazing musicians on the program. Recently, he had Steve Gunn on, um, he had Dave Harrington from Dark Side, and uh, uh, another one I could think of that was special was John Andrews from John Andrews and the Yarns. Check out their most recent album. It's called Cookbook. It's excellent, but it's such a wonderful program. It's one of my favorite podcasts. But today, we are here to celebrate Ted Lasso. You know it. It's the American sports comedy drama streaming television series developed by Jason Sudeikis, Bill Lawrence, Brendan Hunt, and Joe Kelly. Based on a character of the same name that Sudeikis first portrayed in a series of promos for NBC sports coverage of the Premier League. The series follows Ted Lasso, an American football coach who is hired to coach an English soccer team in an attempt by its owner to spite her ex-husband. The second season just concluded in its run, and we really want to get into it. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining the party once again. Great to have you back. Uh, it's good to be here. It's good to uh, chat with you again. Um, congrats on uh, 100 episodes of uh, Broke Down Podcast as well. I love that podcast. So great. And also set, uh, season two of Undermine. Good good stuff you're putting out there in the world, and I appreciate it. Thank you. I, I'm kind of shocked that I've reached 100 episodes. I mean, I don't know why I would be, because I don't see necessarily a reason to stop. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not sure. You know, it's just kind of just keep just keep walking forward. Totally. It's a, it's a milestone and I'm, I'm excited for a hundred more. So I'm so glad to have you back to talk more Lasso. We, 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 you know, dissected season one as best we could. And, you know, it's, 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 we, it, this is a whole different beast this season. It's, it's, you know, uh, of course it's got a lot of the, uh, you know, through line of, of everything from the first season, but I think it's fair to call this a very different season. Um, and, kind of get the ball rolling a little bit i would i would love to hear your thoughts generally about this this season you know uh you know there's some depth at it and uh it it just it it was interesting in a whole new in a very unexpected way to me and i'm curious if that's the same for you yeah you know we um we watched a in season one we watched you know a, a good show like a show that really just made us feel good told a really good story, introduced us to a bunch of characters and gave them little arcs. And, you know, that was, that it was very satisfying. I honestly don't remember a thing of what we said when we got together last time talking about season one (laughs) and I didn't go back and listen. So, but I will say this season, they, they built on that, you know, they were like, okay, we've come here. We don't need to repeat. Other than, you know, maybe the most surface sports arc concept that's happening that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, that you could have predicted. Um, but otherwise, 
you're seeing development in characters that you weren't sure were important last season, yeah. but they are now. Yeah. And you're mm-hmm. seeing big themes, themes of, you know, fatherhood and themes of, you know, just family loss. in general, loss, mm-hmm. love, and mm-hmm. and communication, and um, just real growth in these characters, which, you know, just to name one, like Roy, you know, who is, he was better than one note last season for sure, but he yeah. wasn't yeah. a lot there, you know, and now mm-hmm. there's a lot. It's pretty great and now i'm really invested <laughs> yeah i mean roy's so special in the way that you know with that rugged exterior and the way he acts that when he does things that are um you know sweet and kind whether it's you know asking advice from the diamond dogs or you know all the all the kind things he does for keely um you know whether it's the the oral or the bath or whatever or, <laughs> you know hugging jamie it really hits hard because of who he is he's 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 a special character. Um, did did you see that bit that people were? Um, some people thought he was a CGI character. Did you see that at all? No, I didn't. That's amazing. All right, it's really interesting because like once once I started seeing that out there, and I was watching him, and it makes sense. He actually did some funny tweets about it as well once it was out there. But that's completely beside the point. The um, this season of me was kind of felt like a nice dose of reality. I mean, there was so much lighthearted fun in the first season and we get that in this season as well but you know it, it's people are more complex than that and and, and it's it was only a matter of time that we were going to find out you know that these people like anyone else struggle and have have hardships and you know i mean it just the, the idea that ted is out there in, in this new country uh you know away from his child and and you know recently divorced and also, you know, we find out about his father. I mean, these are things that, you know, it's, it's, it, was, it was surprising to me that they went there. But also, it, it just shouldn't be. You know, it, these, there was a lot more to dig into about what these people were dealing with. And, and I thought that was, that was a welcome dose of reality. It was, it, was, it was pretty intense at times, actually. Right. I mean, most shows would, many shows would try to get away with Ted having a panic, a panic attack in season one. And then just kind of writing it off to, well, it was, you know, a hectic time right there. But now Ted's all better and everybody else has problems, you know. And uh, But that's not real. And, nope. um, yeah, I think real life is, is a good point. They really do inject that. These people are all growing. Growth, actually, growing might not be the right word for all of them, but they're all changing. They're all people yep. who are, you know— reacting to this world some of the things we see and some of the things we don't see because they happened either before or they're you know they're not on camera but you know all of these most of these people have real lives i mean some of the players aren't Mm -hmm. developed but that would be an awful lot to get through in one season um yeah yeah it's it's really a credit to them and i think it shows a lot of respect to the audience to put a lot out there yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more with that. I mean, it's you know, I when when season one concluded and just everyone was having so much fun with it, I didn't think they would you know this would be a show that spent that much time talking about mental health, and and I think it's so important that 
you know, have these conversations, uh, especially with mental health and sports too, because it's something that's kind of, you know, it, 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 people haven't been allowed to hurt in sports for many, many years. And, you know, they, they, they address that. Yeah, um, that's something I quite really timely. want to, yeah, quite timely. Absolutely. Um, and important. I, I, it's, it's, I, I don't think I would expect it myself to be saying that about like Ted Lasso, like they were having important conversations and that's, that's, that's just so awesome. Um, just to have some fun real quick. I, I, I want to jump to a certain point that I did not see coming and I'm so happy it happened. There was two one-off episodes yeah. in this season. The re- the reason that occurred, they, uh, uh, initially the writers wrote 10 episodes and Apple expanded the season to 12 and they adapted and they added uh, two, you know, uh, one-offs and, and just kind of threw them in there. And it was uh, the Christmas episode, of course. And then we got Beard After Hours. I love Coach Beard. It's, it's, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit obsessed with that character. And we got to spend some time with just him in a really surreal journey of a night. Did you, did you enjoy that as much as I did? I did. You know, it's funny though. Uh, I was telling you before we started recording that I took extensive mm-hmm. notes on my rewatch. I hardly wrote <laughs> anything on this episode. Uh, this episode's yeah. got a lot, and I can talk about it for days probably. But it's, um, you know, it, it actually I think it, it just held my focus so much. It was just the movement throughout the city and throughout mm-hmm. his head. Um, I mean, the idea that they have. You know, the commentators appearing, you know, at various times on the TVs so or just sitting on, on, on at a table on the side before mm-hmm. as he's, you know, in a fight. And it was genius um, and just executed in a way that just made total sense um, and didn't take you out of it. And uh, and we really Beard is a he's an enigma, right? He's an enigma. And they really give us. I don't want to say a full look, but a look into who this guy is and how he interacts with more than Ted Lasso. Like he's mm-hmm. his relationship with Ted is very dialed in. He, mm-hmm. he you don't get a lot. You see him in the office. He he never speaks. He glowers. He barely oh. like when he wants to. You know he'll shake his head the tiniest a bit to say no to somebody in the distance or to mm-hmm. advise somebody. You know. But here, mm-hmm. like he's out there, and he and he takes the uh, the pub hooligans. I like that's what I call them collectively. I don't know. Yeah, uh, out with yeah. him, which is which is kind of a trip. Um, yeah, which, what a, it's, which was it was it was fun to spend time with them as well. Yeah, yeah, they were. Well, frankly, um, I thought sure he was going to miss that pool shot, and he he nailed it. <laughs> You know, yeah. that was like the yeah. first thing. It's like suddenly you're like, you know, these guys are not just complete morons. You know, there's things that clearly things that they can do and things that they do know. It's just a little out of their world, maybe when they're trying to pretend they're from uh, Oxford or whatever, you know. Uh-huh. But uh, it's bothered. I mean, they're even adding depth there. I mean, to those the, to those, the, you know, just kind of side characters. Um, obviously, and it, you know, I want to mention that this is there was you know a huge nod to the Scorsese movie After Hours, um, and kind of in that you know uh, not just to After Hours, kind of um, a nod to all those out all night adventure movies, whether it's um, 
Adventures in Babysitting, um, Dazed and Confused, the, the you know the films that take place in just like one evening, um, Harold and Kumar. Um, there was uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Just like the, you just go on an adventure. Yeah. And I find those to be so, so fun. Um, I also thought there was, I also thought there was a little like uh, Orpheus thing of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. descent into the underworld. It's maybe just in the ending. And maybe I was a little tired from watching all night. But uh, <laughs> I like that, though. I like that a lot. It's <laughs> There's uh, a little bit of that. You mentioned, you mentioned how <laughs> you mentioned how he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't say much usually, but I mean, and, and he, when they were doing that poll game, he mentioned how he dated a professor at Oxford and he listens more than he talks. And that's how he's learning and observing. Right. And I think that says a lot about who he is. Um, and just, you know, he, he's going through it as well, you know, in his relationship situation. And, and he's just such an interesting person. You know, there's a lot more to him that I want to know everything. It was this great vanity fair article where he talks a lot about, you know, the backstory he created, uh, for beard. And he, he, he jokes, I don't know if he's joking, if this is something that he harnesses from that. He was a roadie for the chemical brothers back in the day that he actually (laughs) likes, uh, he likes, um, uh, uh, guitar solos by Trey from fish was, it was something he mentioned, as well, but I mean, he's 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 just a, such an interesting bird, and 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 you know, I, I think he's so lovable by how much he has, um, you know, Ted's back, um, and just their 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 witty rapport. But spending more time with him, learning more about him, was just such a treat that I I, I really didn't see coming. I mean, you know, it's. It's it, that was I loved it I, and and I, you know I saw a little bit and I usually don't bring up critiques and just you know enjoy it but I saw some people a little confused by the episode and I'm like man we got to see him hit a club and dance you know uh, you know use dance as medicine with a hula right. hoop to to end the episode I mean what more could a fan want of the show it's amazing even before the hula hoop I mean he walks in and the beat drops and his arms are in the air and I mean he is yep. ex- you know he's no stranger to catharsis by dance you know he was totally, like this totally. is this this is what i need and uh and he that, throws the hell it's down his wheelhouse apparently yeah 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 and you know yep. listening more than he talks you'd have to be that guy with ted mm. as your partner i think ted probably yep. looks at beard yep. as his partner right um definitely you'd have definitely. to because <laughs> ted's gonna say all the words <laughs> he's uh you know coach beard he's like the mailman always delivers and looks good in shorts it's just the the, just the end of the episode it's great too all right jonathan let's get into it we have to talk uh nate this is this is the big turn nate the great but uh nate the great it's you know what we um it's I, you know, people were talking about conflict in this show a whole bunch and like, where's the conflict come from? Um, and, you know, whatever you think about that conversation. But I mean, they found um, a heel or a villain or, you know, we'll, we'll dissect exactly what Nate is and becomes, but uh, not from the outside, but within, within their, within their grouping. And, and it turns out, and we'll explain why, but like this, this has been something, you know, Nate, Nate becoming what he does at the the you know end of of the last episode the finale, this has been coming for a while. They've they've been they've been lining yeah. this up and and setting up Nate's turn, 
since it, all throughout season one and, and emphatically so in season two. And it's, it's, it's really impressive when you go back. I know you recently went back and did the whole thing again. You were able to see those breadcrumbs lining up to this, this moment the, the entire time. That's correct, right? Yeah, on, on the second, on a rewatch of season two, it's not even breadcrumbs. They're like boulders out there, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> from the, he's aggressive. Of course, he's aggressive with the players from the, uh, from the, hell, the season opens on a close up of Nate, right? It's yeah. episode yeah. one. He's aggressive with the players. There's, um, you know, very quickly in every episode, there is a bit of a slight you know, or two, or things that he perceives as that, and you can read it on his face, you know, when, I think it's episode two, when uh, Ted offers Higgins half of Nate's office, you see it on his face, he's like, but that's my office, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and of course, by the time Roy comes along, it's, you know, it's it's only half Nate's office anyways, right, and, and, yep. and when Ted goes out, there's the big dog conversation when they need somebody to talk to Isaac. Nate's like, oh, you know, we need a big dog to talk to him. So Nate says, all right, I'll do it. And Ted's like, no, no, we need a yeah. real big dog. And he means Roy, yeah. and Nate is hurt. Yep. And, I, you know, God. in the sports ball world, it's not unusual when a team <laughs> is successful for a you know an assistant coach to you know progress and move up in his career and get poached by another mm-hmm. team. That's pretty normal. Nate, yeah, I feel like, and I forgive me for jumping to the end here, but I feel like when he's playing with his phone, he's made it. He's made it before at the halftime in the final game. He's making yeah. his decision. Yep. He's sending his reply. Yep. You see mm-hmm. at the funeral uh, when he's, you know, w- when Guy touch- Rupert touches him on the shoulder outside after the funeral and whispers a little something to Nate yep. and then keeps going. I mean, it's all, it's happening. And, it, it's, and, it's all and there. And he's, he's committing. He's like, I'm taking this job before, before the second half is a complete flop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, um... I, you know, I, I, I had a hard time with him all season and it's just because of the way he treated Will. That was like my biggest tell that right. he's the kit manager. He took his job and I just, I do not like a bully. And I was just like bully type attitude, but you yeah, got to stay on top of him. He says, <laughs> it's really, right. But I mean, they have written this thing this 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 turn for Nate the entire time someone was pointing out actually you shared this information with me that the first time we see Nate he's actually shouting at Ted um they actually we see him with a full head of gray hair at the end of season two they've been slowly and this uh started in season one as well they've been like slowly graying his hair at the entire time and you know I had a a hard time because, you know, I I, I just mentioned how much I do dislike him as a character. But at the same time, there were some struggles with him that, like, were were pretty intense and pretty ugly. I mean, we got to see how his father treated him and and how he was looking for validation that I don't think he'll ever get from his father. Right. And the moments where he was actually spitting at the mirror were were, were pretty upsetting to me. I mean, obviously, he's, you know, got self-esteem issues that are that are really intense or some people think that 
the idea with him spitting at the mirror was he didn't like who he was becoming. Like, you know, down deep inside him, he, he, he didn't, you know, respect himself because of what he was doing. He knew better. But so it, it, it's a complicated thing. I but kind of moving forward, I find him to be a very interesting, um, you know, villain type character because uh, the truth of the matter is he's a very capable coach. And he's obviously got a chip on his shoulder and, you know, there's some (laughs) vengeance or or anger that he's going to be able to fuel and use. Well, I mean, the best villains are also sympathetic characters, right? Yeah. Nate, I think the first time he spits in the mirror, by the way, I think he doesn't like the face he has to put on. I think the second time Mm. he spits in the mirror, he's he's mad at his his previous self, his indecisive, Mm. his passive self. I think he's yeah. he's turning that corner and then and he's wearing at that point the black suit. You notice he's wearing, you know, he starts he's in a kit, you know, team gear at the beginning. He goes into a white suit and he transitions into this black suit and he's in this all black West Ham when we last see him. Um, you know, so that changes, you know, his hair changes. I mean, it's it's all these little stabs and they're all perceived as stabs, but they're not. You know, he, he, he calls yeah. Ted out for not keeping his picture on his desk. Ted's got that picture on his dresser beside the picture of his kid. Next next to his son, yep. You know, Ted cares about Nate. Ted respects Nate. Ted, mm-hmm. you know, looks to Nate for being great. You know, he looks to Nate for his input and what he can do. Uh, Definitely. And, and he, I think, probably, if he weren't so caught up in his own shit, Ted probably would have said... You know, hey Nate, you look really good in the paper that day. You know, yeah. And Nate yeah. is with his whole stuff with his father, and I, you know, I mentioned fathers at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. He's looked to Ted to be a father, and now feels betrayed by that, by that father, another yet another one. And so, yeah, he's ready to go on. He's going to let Rupert, you know, dad him up, and Rupert's a bad guy, so. Yeah, that's not going to yeah. go well. No, absolutely not. Yeah, you mentioned all these slights, and they really were adding up from the Nespresso machine. The uh, a big one was when he, you know, he kissed Keely, and he felt fully disrespected that Roy wouldn't like punch him or knock him out for for the right. thing because you know he was that little of a threat. And then, I mean, even think of the. Uh, the suit that Ted bought him. They always they they just would always mention that Ted bought him that, that Ted suit. Bought him. I mean, ownership Ted transfers. It, it, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's just like I mean, it's hard not to feel bad for him in those things. But a lot of lot of, I mean, more importantly that it, it's Ted was even I mean just the last game, and I know he th- saw it going the wrong way and kind of felt like maybe Ted was using him as a scapegoat, but he kept attaching the game plan to Nate's name. He wanted people to know what he was doing. And it just, it's, it's really, it, 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 I I just, it's going to be interesting to watch how that happens moving forward. And, you know, it's, we, we have an adversary at this point. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I think it'll be a good one because it'll be hard for them to not, you know, Rupert was an easy adversary, right? You don't like him. He's yeah, a bad yeah. guy. Nate yep. Nate was one of their own. So that's going to be tough. 
from within. The, uh, you know what, when, when you know, obviously I profess my love for Coach Beard already, but when Coach Beard has problems with you and doesn't like you and he was, he was, he was having problems with them, you know, th- th- something's off if, uh, uh, if Coach Beard, he, I mean, he said at one point, I'd, I'd be happy to headbutt you, Nate, <laughs> when, he, when he was talking to him about uh, the moment of kissing Keely. And you know, I was like, that's, that, that's very, very telling. The finale which you know where, where we culminated with Nate was was uniquely titled, and I want to ask you about this: inverting the pyramid of greatness. So the pyramid of greatness is John Wooden's pyramid, where um, on the bottom of it, I'm not I'm not sure if you're familiar with no, it. I've, I've read a couple of John Wooden Wooden books. Um, is uh, there's there's items like friendship, loyalty, and cooperation that things are built on and on the top is competitive greatness and i think they're uh, they have to be alluding to to that pyramid pyramid of greatness so it's it's interesting they're obviously and this is kind of speaking to what the show might you know one of the, the central themes of the show is kind of an uh, analyzing the lines between competitive success or success in life however you frame that and you know uh personal you know um uh decency or you know the or or the relationships in that whole thing so I think the idea of what Ted Lasso is actually about um and what we thought it was about initially is very interesting because I mean it never was about just some kind of happy-go-lucky optimist out there in London you know just having fun there's always more to it and I, I I was curious your thoughts on that in a general way like well, you know, what is, what what can we say Ted Lasso is about? And of course there's many things, but I'd love to hear if you had any thoughts on that. I, I mean, I, I think Ted Lasso is really about demonstrating growth. I like this notion. I'm not familiar with these, the Wooten or the, you know, a lot of uh, competitive theory and things like that. That's not really, uh, sure, sure. you know, I read books about folk music but um <laughs> but it's uh you know I, I i'm sure that informs and actually that is a good point because you look at the team and their struggle through this season and last season uh, and as they become as they develop individually and collectively they find success you know you look yeah. at Jamie Tart's growth through this season you know, my God, the guy's completely adrift uh, at at his absolute worst. Like everything you mm-hmm. disliked about Jamie Tart last season is refined and even worse when we see when this season opens. And at the end, he has the chance to take the PK that would take them to uh, promotion, and he calls Danny up to do it. Which, by yep. the way, I yep. I got to shout out that the excellent, you know. Uh, closing the loop of the season opening with Danny's penalty kick that kills Earl sends, you know, him on a loop and then closing the main part of the season there with that very successful kick. And even the look to the new mascot with its little helmet on and, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Bravo. No, I agree. A hat tip to, to, to bring that all the way around. And it just, and we've been, we've been pointing out the whole time here, just that the, the writing is, is, is if, when you look at it, when you step back and look at everything they put out and, and just the bigger picture, the writing is so, so impressive. Can can I cite another thing that kind of, it's like that is the, um, 
the season opens and they have seven ties in a row. Like the show season mm-hmm. opens uh, and they've the mm-hmm. first seven games of, that they've already played prior seven in a row ties. Um, Ted says they were maybe they were, they were jinxed because he prayed for a tie against Man City in what was the season one finale. And you notice this season ends in a tie. The last game also ends in a tie. Um, I, I don't. There's there's probably a meaning there, but um, yeah, it, it's flying over my head. But it's great. They're not winning. They're just succeeding just enough. Um, and uh, also, while I'm talking about episode one, you know, you mentioned After Hours as the touchstone for the the Beard episode. They um they cite Magnolia, they mention it, and then they have the Amy Mann song in this episode, and uh-huh. my God, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> it's just absolutely great. Uh, you know, as Rebecca has that realization that she needs to dump this guy, you hear Wise Up playing in the background, which is you yeah. Know, anyway, sorry, uh, I digress. The musical cues. Uh, no, digress all you want. The musical cues they. They, they they employ are just always so impressive to me. I, yep. You know, one of them kind of confounded me. They closed uh, the season with Yankee and the Brave, which is a Run the Jewels uh, song. I was a little surprised by that. I couldn't really pinpoint exactly what that meant. I think there may be some aggression um, when they showed Nate there. But, uh, but yeah, no, when I think about this show and I'm, you know, trying to figure out exactly what it's about and, you know, it maybe thinking too much about it. It's, it's a show to enjoy, but, um, it's, it's, I feel like it's about, you know, building community and, uh, you know, the, the relationships we forge in life, um, you know, whether by chance or choice or work or, you know, uh, decisions that, that we, you know, where we can like lift each other up and uh, take care of each other and, and the challenges that come from that when, you know, you build your own community and what, what happens in there. And I don't know. It's, it's, there's that part where, um, they're, uh, escorting Jamie's father out of, out of the, uh, um, uh, locker room. (laughs) And, you know, so, you know, uh, it's, we see, you know, beard throw him out and Roy hug him. And it just like, that felt like a community taking care of one of its own and, yes. and a thing. But you've mentioned a couple of times, the, the uh, fathers and it's not, now I'm really like kind of uh, just kind of in real time here, realizing how much the show is about daddy issues. It is. I mean, we're talking about Rebecca, Rebecca and her father, Nate and her father, even Sam's father kept, you know, he was on the phone with him talking about the oil spills in Nigeria uh, Jamie and his father, and, and and Ted and his father. It's 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 a really deeply you know daddy issues are at play here. There, I mean, the father things are huge, you know. And Sam says, you know, mm-hmm. my father, you know, says he, you know, he's feels happy that I'm here because I have you, uh, Ted. You know, and like he says that to him, you know, and that that early bit when they're talking about bringing Jamie back and Sam and Ted have to you know, come to terms with one another and the choices. Mm -hmm. And Ted is, you know, like this kid needs us. We can do for him. Um, And something you said reminded me of from the Christmas episode, the toast Mm -hmm. that Higgins gives. He says this, you know, you've heard this phrase elsewhere, but he says it here. And, you know, it's, you know, here to, to our families whom you, we cannot be with and to the family that we choose, you know, because that's, there's two kinds of family and they're, they're both important. 
and yeah, they Definitely. are growing together as one. Um, and uh, oh, uh, Easter egg: the sexy Christmas setup uh, for Keely and Roy. Uh, the the shot opens at, at Keely's place, and she's turning on the lamp that was the major award from the Christmas Story. So, um, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Oh, I didn't even think that Higgins was kind of like a surrogate father to to all those teams right. as well, to all the players. Right, and you know he brings them all into. And wow, what a great party that looked like it was! And uh, oh man, let me in on that. That's, that's yeah, that's looked like a real good time. Um, you know, it's it's just circle back to mental health, which is a big thing. Sharon was a crucial addition to the season, so I just wanted to. I didn't want the episode to come and go without mentioning her. You know, oh, yeah. she's you know Ted Ted's uh mentor at times and she can't be his mentor without occasionally being his tormentor but i mean she <laughs> she was she was a quite an important tool for you know danny dealing with things and and ted having to ted who you know had a general apprehension apprehension and um modest uh midwest skepticism of, of therapy um you know to to start talking about things and that allowed for a lot of depth and, and she was absolutely a crucial component to everything that happened in season two I, yeah uh, obviously definitely i think i really liked the fact that ted had to enter into it with skepticism and wariness because mm -hmm. i think that is very real for a lot of people um yeah and yeah. I, and i think that they can through his experience maybe see the value in therapy and talking to someone mm -hmm. um and that's the other mm -hmm. thing is cuz you know talking is and i mentioned communication earlier but that kind of thing is is a reoccurrence it's not just in therapy it's also when the diamond dogs get together at first they're actually dishing out advice right and then you know yeah. uh ted ends up in uh with rebecca yeah, yep. with a little girl talk and you know and he keeps you know jumping back and he's like oh right sometimes girl talk is just just listening and um just listening just getting it out right off and then the you see at the end you know when roy actually talks to this these guys and he's like wait a second you guys don't actually solve anything. Sometimes you just talk about the thing. And he's like, yeah, sometimes that's what it is. Sometimes that's what it takes. And, uh, you know, yeah. Ted has learned a huge lesson that will serve him, I think. But, uh, but also the smaller communication, smaller scale things, but very important communications like Roy and Keeley, they are a great model for relationship communication, right? You mm -hmm. know, there's the bit where Keely can't, won't, she'll tell everybody else but Roy that she needs a little bit of space. But once he hears it, he's like, oh, okay. Once he really hears it, at first he doesn't understand it because oh. he's Roy and he's reactive and he's aggressive. <laughs> but once he understands it from all places, Jamie Tart, um, you know, he gets it. And then you see that through the episode. And sometimes it's not comfortable, like during the photo shoot when they, you know, share these things and you can see on their faces that neither of them feels good, but their relationship just rebounds. It rebounds from yep. that because it's out there, it's in the open and they can share with each other. If, if Roy hadn't mentioned having a three hour conversation with the teacher, I would be mm -hmm. convinced that season three opens with Roy and the teacher dating. 
Yeah. 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 And she's I, great, I by the way. About that her little lot. She excellent is. guest turn and, you know, she'd be a catch, but um, <laughs> I'm not rooting for it. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you'd be rooting for uh, something else to fall apart. There was um, she was great, and there was there was there was a lot of treats throughout this whole thing. I mean, I really love Sam Richardson. I'm a, I like Veep a lot, and he's the um, he's the gentleman who was recruiting uh, Sam ah, for his team. Yes. I was so excited to see him him show up, and there was just there was just so many. You know, it, it, we've talked about the depth there, but there was so much fun within the series, which is it's Ted Lasso is just laced with that. I mean, we got to meet uh, Led Tasso, you know, <laughs> the last resort. And then, and, and, you know, there was just, it just, I was just looking at, the, you know, kind of rolling through all the episodes and just seeing everything that happened. And but did you it's get, just, it's, it's, it, you mentioned uh, Edwin Okufu. Did you, did you get his uh, true nature when you met him, when we meet him? Did you, because the second time, what do you mean? The second time I watched the show, Okay. As soon as you meet the guy, you realize yeah. he's a jerk. It's very okay. clear in that first, which is just episode 11, so it's not like it's a long arc, but it's very clear nope, nope. that it, 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 you're, it, once you're on guard for it, so it's your second watch, he chooses who he shakes hands with. Like he won't, he's like, oh, I don't shake hands, but you see him shake Sam's hand. <laughs> he's you know? got a shake hand guy. <laughs> he leans over to Ted in the meeting in, the, in Rebecca's office, says, a silent wise man is still a wise man. It's like leaning over and telling him to shut the hell up. Like, yep, what, a, yep. what a dick. And then it yeah, proves there, out. There's a deep arrogance there. Yeah, yeah. proves out. I mean, he's clearly, he's he may be trying to do right by his nation or whatever. And I don't believe in billionaires mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. But <laughs> you've grown up like this and you're acting like you grew up a billionaire. You know? Definitely. And Definitely. you're no different. And Sam, I mean, you, you, like when guy gets all pissed, Sam is just like, "Wow," and and, and it just reaffirms yeah. his decision. I think. Definitely, definitely, Sam. You know, it's 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 wild how many likable characters are in the show. Sam just like each and every episode, my love for him grew. His smile, his smile is is. In, in, in infectious like it's it's it just lights up a room it's unbelievable and it was it was him and rebecca thing was fun and yeah but um did you have any thoughts about you know uh where we're going you know uh it's it's you know and it, it it's watching it grow as we've we've you know discussed here it's 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 changed a lot and you know i i have some i have certain hopes i mean i i hope this one-off thing um you know with the multiple one-off shows i i hope i hope that uh, you know they take risk like that. That was I was impressed with risk that they took in this show. Yeah. I was impressed with like the deeper uh, angles they took. Uh, you know, a look at with with these characters. And you know, uh, do you have any thoughts about where where the show could be going as we do move into a season three? Which I'm so excited that we're getting. Well, I try not to carry too many expectations in life. Uh, sure, with art. best way to uh, do it. But um, there are things that I, I'm you know would. I, I want to see Ted not be automatically better. I want to see Ted continue his work yeah. on himself. Yeah. And I think his love experience that. with Nate is going to inform that. I did love his comment to Rebecca about Rupert buying West Ham, which was that, well, you know, that, that'll that be nice. Out in the open. Yeah, well, not, none of that, but, you know, now he uh, – They'll they'll have their encounters with him on on a schedule rather than uh, the sneak attacks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a great yeah. line. Um, I you know so I 
curious to see if Trent Krim will get development. What is next for him, and will it be on the show? Because uh, I do enjoy their chats. Um, I do too. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping that wasn't an exit stage right situation. I don't want I don't that know. to be the end Just of that. Just the I the way like when he offers Ted a ride, Ted says no, I'll walk, and then he has to like he's mm. locked his keys in the car. Just that little bit of business. <laughs> like, why are we yeah. getting that if we're not going to get more? Give us some more. Teach us about yeah. him because I like that character in the first totally. season. Turns out he's a Definitely. good guy. Um, he's a good guy. I, he's, he's, he was doing the right thing in a major way at the yeah. end and cost him his job. It's it, it's fine. And, you know, awesome. this goes to, yeah. like, part of the thing that Ted, I don't think Ted delivers this, but it's a lesson everybody can learn, is that the reason Trent Krim mm-hmm. treats Ted the way he does is because he believes that Ted is a good person and yep. that's worth it. And so I think that if you are... Yeah. If you are a good person, people will treat you like one. Um, and that's mm-hmm. an important lesson to carry. Um, but other things Definitely. I want to see is like Roy and Keeley. How is that going to shake out? Keeley's not, you know, I assume that she'll have the team as a client. So we'll see her around, right? And mm-hmm. like, will Roy's fear that Keeley won't have time for him? Will that, how will that play out? Um, Roy needs more. Roy like he needs to find how to be occupied and happy when Keeley's happy and he's not on a soccer pitch so maybe we'll see some of that definitely um and yeah Nate I don't know what's his what's his arc gonna do man are they you know I'm, I'm wondering is there redemption there or whatnot I mean I I, I right now they did the job of, of making me despise him fully while while having empathy, but just not not being cool with him at all. I um I'd like to see uh personally I'd like to see uh, you know I I think Rebecca is an amazing character. The way Hannah plays her is just incredible. I mean, it was it was really cool how um the episode No Weddings in a Funeral, which oh. she was terrific in. She actually was that was the week she won an Emmy for the show, which was kind of this, you know, serendipitous moment. But, you know, a lot of times they were just kind of playing with her relationship this year. I just, you know, I'd love to see a great story arc for her. But more and more more than anything is I love these characters. And, you know, specifically Roy, Sam, Rebecca, um, you know, Coach Beard and, and Ted. And I just want more time with them. And I'm glad so glad that the show has has become successful and they're finding you know new ways to expand their little world within this because i just i just want more and i just i i, I really really enjoy it it's, it's 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 so much fun you know yeah i you know also i want to know about this is a weird little thing that is in my notes and uh you know scrolling by uh-huh. and i was like remember the um her name is shannon the football playing young woman in Ted's neighborhood. We saw her a bunch in season one, and we see her once in episode three, do the rightest thing. And, uh, and you know, she gives giving Ted a little bit of a hard time, but, like, I, uh-huh. I, I want to know where that character, I want that to be a character. I kind of, I'm, I'm interested. So I wonder if they'll do anything more with her. Um, well, one thing we've seen, and as we've talked about, is they do plant seeds. Yes. 
and there are things that they're doing that is more forward thinking than I, I you know, initially would have uh, considered the show to do. And maybe those are seeds that are being planted for, for later on, which is, which is really cool to think about. So uh, another wonderful season, and 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 you know, uh, Ted Ted has grown in a major way and shown us more of who he is. And heavy is the head that wears the visor, so yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be fun to see where this goes. Jonathan, I um, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Uh, I, I I we love having you on. Love talking to you about film and television. Especially love talking to you about uh. Uh, Ted Lasso. So thank you so much. <laughs> hey, uh, thank you. I really like your show. I really just love chatting with you. As Keeley said to Rebecca, "Fuck, you're amazing. Let's invade France." So uh... <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you again, um, and thank you, everybody out there, for joining the party once again. Back at it like a crack addict, Mr. Black Magic, crack a bitch back, power crack a craft magic, big daddy smoking big Cali in a black alley in a black grand. Rolling down old natty how Napping Maddie as a black granddaddy All back, no capping, fat black Both captain stay floating, no flapping Wave runner, I'm a gunner I'ma have your block hot as a sauna All summer, and I put that on Osama And my motherfucking mama I'ma terrorize the actors playing like they want some drama I'ma chop them with a chopper Till I motherfucking drop em. Drop em. Drop em. Stack addict, I'm mad with the blackest fabric I'm back, I'm magically whacking the dash When I duck it, rat it, tax I'm running the truck over sucking shit mad the back is the acid, even the crack Automatic facts, it's like that Ooh, Scam a bliss when you put infinite to charge of shit All of us targeted, all we doing is arguing Harder to miss it, work until every pocket We picked and sold and harvested I'm ready to mob but these fucking charlatans Charlatans, 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 charlatans This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at osirispod.com.